We have a really exciting episode today. We actually flew down to Miami this weekend and met with our Angle and Volkers partners down there in Coral Gables, uh, specifically with Lizette Avila, uh, who is their office manager down there. And she had a really, really great bunch of insight into their market, kind of the New York, Miami referral network and whatnot, and some exciting things that are happening internationally with them. So without any further ado, we're going to kind of jump right in. But I just want to give a special thanks to Irving and Lizette and everybody in the office that met with me on Friday. It was so, so nice of you all to have me. And uh, hopefully we do lots and lots of business together. So here we go. Here's our conversation with Miami. Hi, everybody. We are down in the Miami Coral Gables Angle and Volkers office, and we're sitting here with Lizette Avila. Did I say that right? Avila. Avila. <laughs> um, and she is the manager and also a broker advisor down here. So I thought it'd be a good experience to kind of, we just had like a 40 minute chat. So this has to be brief, but just have a nice chat so she can talk a little bit about the Miami market. So without further ado, here's Lizette. Hi. <laughs> So Lizette, what exactly, you know, a lot of what we focus on up by us is like the luxury market. Can you kind of speak to the luxury market here and the different, you know, what's happening with luxury right now? So there are two different kinds of luxury markets in Miami. There's the residential end user luxury market. Then there's the condo luxury market. Um, And the single family homes here that are technically luxury would be located in gated communities such as Gables Estates, Journeys End, Coco Plum, um, all the way down to Coconut Grove. Starting in Coconut Grove along the coast is where I would say all of our luxury condos begin. There's a bunch of new ones there that just went up, uh, Park Grove, Grove at Grand Bay. There's a couple of boutique ones also along the canals. Um, and then from Coconut Grove, you get into Brickle, where all of the luxury condos begin, and that goes all the way to Edgewater. Um, if, if I may, so one of the things that we often have trouble with as real estate agents down uh, by us, or up by us, rather, mm-hmm. is um, defining what luxury is. I think a lot of people define it just by price point, which is not exactly, I think, the way to go. How do you guys really define luxury, or is there an, only one definition? So there's, there's a few factors, location and price point. Um, so when we get a listing, it's not just the price point. It's what is the location, and is that a luxury location? Um, Even in Coral Gables, most of Coral Gables is a luxury market. However, there's North, South, East, and West Gables. Um, South is obviously, whatever's closer to the water is luxury. So South Gables is absolutely more luxurious than North, East, or West Gables. Um, Cocoa Plum and Gables Estates, Journey's End, uh, Old Color Homes, all of that is... South Gables, along the coast, along the water, near the water. Um, And so that kind of qualifies for us. Luxury is not just the price point, it's also the location. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. What are you guys seeing as far as, you know, Florida, we were talking earlier, had a significant fallout around the 2007 mark, you were saying, Mm -hmm. you know, by us up in the Hoboken, you know, outside New York market, we're starting to see a little stagnation, which I think was expected and, and I think a little healthy, to be honest. Um, What are you guys seeing as far as an overall market? 
right now are, are you so i think we're stabilizing i think we flooded the market with our most recent pre-construction cycle um, by flooding the market i mean you know 10 12 15 buildings uh, that were pre-construction complete and investors who have that sometimes then look to resell these condos those condos end up flooding the market when the market is flooded it kind of stalls um, so I don't think we're stalling. I do, however, think we are flooded with condos and we are stabilizing. Um, prices rocketed when all of these condos started going up. And I think that at this point, we're, we're, we're neutral. I don't think we're climbing at a rapid pace how we were anymore. Um, I'll give you an example. My dad bought a townhouse in 2007 he paid one million for it right before the crash. The crash happened um, and it took us until three months ago to be able to have him break even wow. on that investment. Wow. Um, it was in a more rural area, which makes it harder to climb. I think prices climb from South Beach the price climb here is determined by South Beach. South Beach kind of disperses it. The further away you are from South Beach, the slower that the climb was for you. Okay. Um, so his townhouse was in a very rural area in Miami. Um, so it, it took a little while to get that build up. But South Beach kind of determines the build up for everyone. Uh, luckily, we were able to sell it and he broke even on the investment. That's great. So we were talking about kind of obviously you guys have a huge international market down here, yes. um, which, you know, is great for the Anglo and Volkers brand, obviously. But from an overall market perspective, um, who is buying in Miami right now or who was buying and not buying now? So who was buying a couple of years ago, Venezuela flooded our market with money. Um, I think with their unfortunate situation over there, everybody just wanted to really get their money out. Um, and Miami, by all means, with the beaches, is a great place to put your money. Um, so Venezuela was definitely at the top of our list, ranked every year as the most international money coming in. Um, their situation took an unfortunate turn, and they're having trouble getting their money out of Venezuela at this point. Um, so Venezuelan buyers have slowed down. Uh, what's on the rise now is Colombia, Argentina, most most South American company, uh, countries. Uh, we do have some Europeans, and the Chinese are very interested in us. Unfortunately, we don't have that direct flight like New York does. Um, but we did advocate for a direct flight, and it seems that it will happen prior to the end of the year. So we've already kind of, as an association, set up partnerships and um, you know agreements with Chinese real estate associations to be able to partner and drive more from them here. It's so interesting that that, that flight plan yeah. is actually going to dictate the, the real estate market. That's really it's incredible. It makes a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. um, where do you kind of where do you stand? You know, I think Zillow is a, is a huge uh, conversation piece among a lot of agents. Um, where, where do you kind of stand with the, where Zillow, basically what is Zillow's place in your market here? Don't pay for leads. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't, I didn't make her say that. <laughs> um, so I've, I've both 
worked with my agents who have paid for Zillow. I personally, when I was a managing broker at a boutique brokerage firm prior to, we paid for Zillow for leads. And I think while you may break even on your con contract fee, um, you're forgetting how much time and effort and how many phone calls to all the people that said no and all the fake leads and all of that. So what people forget to do is account for that. Everyone that I know has never made money from Zillow, has only broken even. And they're like, well, it's okay. I got practice and I broke even. And I go, no, you actually lost money because you have to put in all the time and all the effort you put into those clients that didn't close. You have to account for that. Time is money. Um, so we do do the um preferred agent which premier is a agent. premier agent it's a small fee to have our listings with our office information on it um and that i do believe in because that would be a genuine lead source if someone's interested in that property and it has your information and they're calling you that's different than doing you know that i'm interested in this property email mm -hmm. that gets sent to who knows who that knows nothing about the property so it sounds like listings really drive a lot of this brokerages like it's oh, yeah. a big focus we're we're hyper focused on getting listings okay interesting and obviously i mean one of the reasons i'm here is i continually to have I continually i i'm continuing to have more and more um uh, clients decide to move down here for that, you know, 181 rule that we were discussing earlier. And I think it starts off as a summer home market. And then, you know, with New Jersey being the most taxed state, it's it's causing a lot of people to, to call Miami and the Miami area kind of a full-time home or as, right. as full-time as 181 can be. Um, right. <laughs> um, are you guys, have you been seeing an uptick in that? Or is that just generally always been a big source of your market? So I feel that we've always gotten a stable amount of New Yorkers as, you know, second home buyers um, and, and even some relocations. Um, I think with all of these tax changes, we're going to be seeing a lot of them now as primary buyers, um, which isn't the norm. It's usually second home, vacation home, wealthy New Yorkers. Um, you know, they have the Hamptons, but there's nothing like Miami. Um, so I do, sorry, <laughs> so I do feel um, that that will increase. However, we have always had a steady source of business from New York. That's great. And you know, going back to the luxury market again, it's just it's a big focus for for my team. So this is kind of a selfish question, but are are you seeing declines in the luxury market? Are you seeing more of uh, the lower priced units? like an uptick in that kind of demand or, or do you think Miami's kind of will always have that higher end demand? So Miami will always have their high end demand. Mm -hmm. um, however, the high end condos, I believe are stabilizing. I don't want to say slowing. There's still sales. We sold um, the highest price per square foot earlier this year in Miami ah, beach congrats. on a condo. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, However, the condo sales, I do feel because there's there's so many on the market that that's making it a little harder. But the single family luxury home will always exist here. Um, and and I feel that it'll always remain sort of stable. Okay, that's yeah. great. And I guess just, you know, final, because I know you're busy and you got to run and we like to keep this <laughs> under 15 minutes anyway. But um, any advice to any investors out there as far as, you know, the Miami market? Are there certain areas they should be focusing on? Or, you know, I guess that would determine price point. But any advice you can give people as far as... Um, 
investing down here. Absolutely. Do not buy a condo that you want to sell in a year because the, con- the condo market is flooded. Um, there's an up and coming area called Alapata. It's a little bit lower end, but our Edgewater Design District downtown is kind of moving in to take over that area. So I think the pricing right now is very fair and it's only going to go up from there, which is exactly what happened in Edgewater. People who owned in Edgewater made a lot of money over the last couple of years. Um, And it's kind of a redesign area. Uh, Coconut Grove is also going through those things. The main, you know, shopping center. It's not a shopping center. I don't know what to call it. It's kind of the main hangout with the restaurants and it kind of has a shop like a luxury shopping center don't really know what to call it but they're remodeling that they're remodeling the theater they have all those new condos along the water line um they're opening a new park new restaurants so the renovation to the coconut grove area is going to bring value into the homes for sure awesome awesome well thank you so much for taking the time i know you're super busy but i hope that was helpful for everyone and uh that's it live well